I know guys. You're in a contrarian mood today. I, I was the first one to say this. I can't be contrarian. You're contrarian. Okay. I can't contrarian nothing. You never gave an opinion before I gave mine. Dear Shandy. Welcome back to Dear Shandy listeners. Hello, Andy. Hello. How are you today? Oh, you are looking awfully limey today. Lime? You think E-ish? this is lime? Well, it's like a 70s lime. Mm. Isn't that what everything was colored in the 70s? <laughs> it's true. It's like telephones, like cars, walls. It's walls, true. Definitely telephones. I can picture it. Yeah. I can picture that telephone in the Queen's Gambit. Ooh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's caller day, mm-hmm. and we are joined today by a lovely caller named Rosemary. Rosemary, thank you so much for joining us. Hello, Rosemary. I'm excited to be here. Could you give us your age, your city or region, whatever you're comfortable sharing, and your story, please? I am 26 years old. I am in Pennsylvania. And yeah, my story starts two and a half years ago um, when I met my partner. I met my partner during COVID. So it was summer of 2020. You know, at the time I was like 22, 23. I knew that I really liked this guy. But I also knew in my heart that I wanted to be able to explore my sexuality more because I am on the queer spectrum. You know, I'm, I would say I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm bisexual, pansexual, something like that. And I found out that my partner uh, who ended up being my partner um, is also on the spectrum. So when we first started getting together and we realized that we, you know, our relationship was becoming serious. I, I had told him, you know, I'm, I'm really interested in committing myself to you, but I also know that down the line, I'll probably want to explore this aspect of my identity. And, um, and I just, I just want to be open about that. And he said that that was totally fine and that we can talk about being open potentially one day, but we decided not, not today, you know, not, not for a while until we really develop like a foundation of trust and, and loyalty and all the other things that are important in a relationship. And so, yeah, we've been together for two and a half years. We live together and um, things have been going really well. But last month he approached me and asked me where I was at. And if I was think if I would consider opening up the relationship anytime soon. And of course I hear that. And I, want to know why asking <laughs> um so I said no I haven't put much thought to it but why do you ask and you know he, he basically said like I'm I have a crush on someone and I my heart totally sunk and yet also I was like really appreciative of his honesty and you know he's really good at communicating um and I really appreciated that he like trusted me enough to to tell me how he was feeling. But then I asked like who, um, and he told me it was his friend who is non-binary, um, but was assigned female at birth. And this person is extremely cool. And like we've been on a double date with them before. Um, they're in a polyamorous relationship. That while they're they have a partner, they also have a boyfriend that they're re- they're they're in love with. So my partner is was very open about the fact that they have been flirting, you know, they work together, you know, they probably spend more time together than we do. And they're really good friends. And I, um, I understand why he really likes this person, but it really hurt me. And I guess it just started 
raising questions for me about like what flirting really um, means in a monogamous relationship and if it's okay and, and like whether it's like what the, what the, where the line is in terms of having a crush when you're in a monogamous relationship. You know, I think, I think the way that my partner handled it, like wasn't right. Um, I believe what he should have done is he should have told me the second that he started, maybe, maybe not. I was going to say, you know, he maybe should have told me the second he started to develop feelings for this person. Actually, fun fact, the first time I met this person that he has a crush on, um, they came over to our house to drop off a book called Polysecure. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> totally, I thought it was so charming and sweet. <laughs> it's very heavy handed subtlety there. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like wondering like how much of that was actually, yeah, I don't know. It, it made me feel kind of uncomfortable and, and it makes me sad too, because I really like this person and I wish we could be friends, but I don't know if I can see them ever again and like be okay Mm. with this so that's like kind of the beginning you know this happened a month ago a lot has happened since um including some conversations where he told me that like he has crushes on a lot of people all the time and he doesn't know what to do with this and he enjoys having sex with people and connecting with people through sex and and he thinks about that but he's never done anything He's never cheated on me or felt the urge. He's only felt the urge to ask me or so. Yeah, that's that's the first the the introduction to the question. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. How old's your boyfriend? Uh, He's 31. Okay. I have. Yeah, I have a couple of questions. The first is you said this is that was a month ago. It was a month ago that he first broached the topic with you. Yes. When did they bring this book over? He brought this over in the summer, probably in August. Mm. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Bearing in mind that we are recording this in November. Mm-hmm. And my other question was, since, you know, you and your boyfriend sort of started off your relationship with this idea that it was something you were both sort of open to, but it was sort of, from what I can gather, this idea that lived in a cloud above you, it, you neither of you were really reaching up to grab for it quite yet. Have you at any point in the last two and a half years felt like, you had a crush that you would like to use your words from your email. I believe mm-hmm. you said big old crush. Yes. <laughs> Has there yeah. been a big old crush that you were tempted by? No, I, I mean, yes, but <laughs> here's the thing. So no, not a big old crush. My partner said I have a big old crush and that sucked to hear, but mm-hmm. that in- immediately made me think about this summer um, I did birthright. So I <laughs> went on an organized oh, wow. trip with a bunch of Jews to Israel and I had a crush on both a man and a woman. And I flirted with them the whole time, you know, like in a very healthy, you know, boundaries existed, um, in this and they all, everyone knew that I had a partner, but of course there was just like a natural flirtation that happens when you're sure. on a trip with someone for two weeks. And then, I never, you never see them again, you know? So there's like, I thought about that and I thought about how like, I want to be able to flirt with people if I, if I want to, and if there's no temptation, you know, and if all of the information is out there and open and every party knew that I was in a relationship. So there was, there wasn't ever going to be a breach of, um, sort of that, that boundary. Question. So did you ever come very close to 
consummating any of these crushes? And if you, okay, so you did it. Shaking her head no. And and the reason you didn't, just explain that to me because understand that you preface this whole thing with that you went into this relationship with the understanding that you guys wanted to explore something on the other side. So I want to understand what the psychological process you're going through when you have a crush and you don't consummate it. And and before you answer, I want to guess your answer and you can tell me if I, if it's true or false. And I say this as someone who works on short term, con- short but slash long term contracts. So like mm-hmm. I'll go on an opera contract for like four to six weeks at a time. So I know how it feels to develop a short term crush that is almost brought to a close by the fact that whatever you were doing ends. So in this case, you were in Israel you know, with those specific crushes, but in general, when you've had crushes, would you say that it doesn't ever reach that next level because, because it comes to an end or is it because you were just never going to do it? I didn't like them fully, you know, I (laughs) them physically and I didn't like them as people as much as I like my partner as a person and also Mm -hmm. like him, him physically. Um, so I think there was that too, where I was like, I, enjoy what you look like, (laughs) but (laughs) I do not ever, I would never ever want to leave my partner for this person. But, you know, I think the difference is, you know, my partner really likes this, has a big old crush on this person who's not only attractive, but also, um, really cool, (laughs) you know? So I think that's the difference. So, Uh, so, so, but, but a lot of people have hooked up with people. They just like you know, the looks of. Mm-hmm. So you've drawn the line at only hooking up with people you have deep feelings for. Because to me, that's a real step. I mean, that's more dangerous. Like if I had an open relationship where I was just hooking up with people, oh, I like the way she looks, I'll hook up with her. And then the next day I won't care. That's a lot less dangerous than, oh, I really like this mm-hmm. person emotionally and physically. Big old crush. And I'm going to hook up with them. Like you, I I wonder if you guys even are aware of the boundaries that you have in each other's minds for where this is, this, this concept is going. I'm a little confused. Yeah, I guess. Oh, sorry. Yeah. We'll let you, sorry. Answer that. I'm curious. Well, we've never, we've never, we've discussed being open, but we never have been. Hmm. So Mm -hmm. we're in a monogamous relationship. We've only, I've only brought it up because I'm like, Hey, if we're going to like be together for a while, you know, he moved to where I am right now for me, with me, it became like immediately very serious. And I said, if we are serious, like, I want you to know that I'm not ready to be married to a person right now because I need to figure out what my, you know, not only like my sexuality, but also like I'm 23. I haven't lived. I haven't, I haven't experienced a lot yet. Mm -hmm. So, but like, no, we, we hadn't, we had never discussed being open. Do you think that the concept that in your mind was more of that you would have these kind of like one night stand experiments or in your mind, did you imagine that you would each have potentially sort of side relationships going forward? Well, we had we we barely discussed it. I know you didn't. I know you didn't discuss. I'm saying in your mind, what was the concept in your mind? In my mind, it was pretty selfish. It was like him being able to be with people across the queer spectrum and me also. So that was, that was kind of our boundary that we had decided and we had hoped that it would just be stay physical, but then it became really complicated. Like we didn't want to gender it, you know, which Mm -hmm. is why 
technically this person, this non-binary person falls into the mm. cate- a category of queerness that right. I guess I just realized I, you know, maybe isn't, I'm just not ready for it yet, mm-hmm. you know? Sure. It's not that, yeah. Okay. Before I really want to dive in here, my final question for you is what, ha- you know, that was a month ago. What's the understanding? How did he handle it when you, I assume you expressed that you weren't really ready and or comfortable. Mm-hmm. How, what has it looked like for the last month? Yeah. So, you know, we had this really honest conversation and uh, the first night that we had the conversation, I said, I'm, I do not want to be open. Clearly I'm having an emotional reaction. And if I'm mm-hmm. having such an emotional reaction, we should not, um, this, this shouldn't, happen. Um, but then, you know, the day after I was still, I was just really hurt. And I, that's when I kind of brought my feelings to him and I said, what's next? Like, do you continue to flirt with this person? Like, do you still like, like, what am I, how am I supposed to be okay with you going to work, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, and, and knowing what's happening and like, and so that's when he told me essentially, like, I have crushes on a lot of people all the time. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. that's not helpful actually. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. <laughs> That's a classic. Like I one. haven't just robbed this bank. I've robbed many banks. You just didn't catch me. Yeah, that was sort of not the right thing to say. Yeah. I feel like. <laughs> yeah. He, well, he, I think you know. Ultimately, it, it, what it felt like was. If it's not this person, then it's going to be someone else eventually, you know. And that's that's something that I've been thinking a lot about, to be mm. honest. The last month, and yeah. we actually started going to therapy um, with my therapist. We've only been to two sessions, and. I don't know. I would like for it to continue, but he actually isn't as interested in it continuing because he's like, we figured it out. And I'm like, well, we haven't actually, you know, I feel like I haven't. Uh, There are a lot of loose ends that need tied up. I think at this moment in time, I'm okay with the fact that he's, I've just gotten used to the fact that he is, feels feelings for other people. And I'm more curious for future relationships or, or other relationships, like other people experiencing maybe something similar, like what is a healthy amount of flirting? What does that Mm. look like? What, what, what should that boundary be? Because I'm trying to figure out mine too, uh, for a monogamous relationship, of course. Mm. I mean, it depends on the level of trust. If there's a very strong trust and bond between two people, there can be understanding that there's going to be a lot of flirting and neither party has to worry about it. It really depends on what the dynamic is between the two of you. Mm-hmm. And I wonder myself, I'm wondering as you speak, like, are you more worried in your mind of imagining a physical um, engagement of some kind with him and one of his crushes? Or are you more worried about losing him to somebody emotionally? What's the thing that really hits you gutturally? Like, what, what what's the thing that makes your heart drop? Losing him emotionally, you know, right. I think okay. Okay. Falling, falling in love with someone else. Right. Mm-hmm, of course. Okay, so let's say he said that he was interested in this coworker, but he's he was like, I'm not, I don't, I, I could do with or without their personality, but I just, like, I have this physical, mm, I must want to rip their clothes off and like get it right. out of my system. You'd be that okay would, with that. Yeah, would that bother you less? Probably bother me less, yeah, but I still don't know if I would be ready for that. <laughs> okay, that's honest. Yeah. And that leads me to my next question, which is, if you're not ready now, after two and a half years, what makes you think you're going to get ready? I mean, more trust in the relationship, a longer relationship. There's a lot that I still have to figure out. You know, if if mm. I'm being honest, like I'm 26 and I'm just now learning how to be, how to 
uh, advocate for myself in the bedroom. And I would be very, very sad <laughs> if he kind of like, mm, if if I had to share him with someone else when I'm like trying to develop trust with a person on my right. own, you know, and like, I think there's like a lot that I need to, that, that we together need to um, develop before any of that happens. You know what season it is? No, it's website building season. What's the song for that? Well, we all know where you would go to celebrate. Squarespace. No, but seriously, this is the time of year to hunker down. You know, you ha- probably have some quiet time now, mm. you know, the holidays. Yeah. And it's time to build that website you've been putting off for years now, Lisa. <laughs> yeah, I can relate to Lisa. It's It can be daunting. And that's why Squarespace is really the destination for making beautiful websites with very little actual skill, honestly, because they have such beautiful templates where you can just sort of plug and play your information, your photos, your content. Yeah. And honestly, you can have a website within a day. I made our wedding website in one day on Squarespace. One day. Mm-hmm. That was very impressive. I mean, maybe it wasn't that impressive. <laughs> well, Squarespace made it really easy. Like, wh- honestly, once you find the template that suits your needs, and I love that too, it's how they'll narrow it down. It's like, are you starting a blog? Are you going to be booked? Are, are you, do you provide a service where you need to be booked? Do you need online checkout? Like you're selling a product. They have all of these features for you and then templates based on those. And I got to be honest, if I'm going to use software to build a website, I want it to be a company that's been around for a long time. Oh, true. Because think of all the bugs and all the feedback and all the crowdsourcing that mm-hmm. Squarespace has gone through. Be like, oh, people don't like this or they like this or they need this or they want that. They've done it all. Like if you go to the mall, you want to go to a trusted store. You don't want to have the guy who comes around the corner and says, hey, I got a great shirt for you made with real cotton. No, it's true. It's like, hey, come build your website over here. We don't have much experience, but trust me, it'll be fine. Yeah, Yeah, just come right around, right around the corner into this alleyway. So head to squarespace.com slash Shandy for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code Shandy to get 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Go to squarespace.com slash Shandy and use offer code Shandy to get 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. So Charlene, look what I got here. Ooh, you've got a CBD flight. Is this cute or what? It's so cute. (laughs) (laughs) So I've got mild, medium, and strong. Mm -hmm. CBD from Feels. So Feels is premium CBD delivered directly to your door. We're big Feels fans. I like mine in mint form. The mints are the best. My mom's been using the mint. She loves them. Yeah, your mom really has taken to this. She sleeps. And this is, you can call my mom. Go ahead. I'll give you a phone. I should I give a, I shouldn't give I the phone number out. Yeah, let's not do that. But she says to me, not only does she sleep through the night, which is unprecedented, but she says she wakes up late. Like oh, she'll wow. wake up at a time she's never woken up before. And she's like, how is it this late? And mm. she's slept all night. That makes me so happy. You know, it makes even happier than you is my mom. (laughs) Well, I have also found that they help with my sleep. They just take the edge off. So I'm less like thinking about all the things I have to do the next day. Like my issue with sleep is really more of a mental thing than a physical thing. And I just find CBD helps me. And there's zero hangover and no addiction. Yeah, that's nice, isn't it? 
Because a lot of things that help you sleep, actually... I don't want to rely on them. Mm -hmm. I want to take them on my terms. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> and Feels cares about dose. Yes. That's why they have this flight. Mm -hmm. Try mild, try medium, try strong. Figure out where your dose is. Yeah, and not only do they care about dose, they have a hotline. They have a hotline where you can call to know what dosage would be right for you because I think they really understand its efficacy is entirely about dose. And I think that's where people get CBD wrong. They think it's just sort of like a one size fits all. Feels holds your hand in a very confusing landscape of CBD. And what is better than the feel of a hand in yours as you take a journey. Oh, very nice. So start feeling better today with Feels. Become a member today by going to feels.com slash Shandy and you'll get 50% taken off your first order plus free shipping. That's F-E-A-L-S dot com slash Shandy to become a member. And get 50% automatically taken off your first order plus free shipping. Feels.com slash Shandy. Okay, so I have... There's just so many swirling thoughts just talking to you yeah. about this because I actually think this is really relatable. And unfortunately, I don't think you're going to get like a clear cut. Well, actually, before I get into that, if you had to distill this down into one question for us, what is your question exactly? What's the normal kind of crush one can have in a monogamous relationship? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm afraid I'm going to give you a sort of, I think therapisty answer there even though neither of us are therapists but that it's not really a one size fits all yeah and i know couples who are in fully open situations where it's like you're allowed to have these sort of ongoing relationships on the side versus there are other relationships where you are each other's number one or your primary and you're allowed to just flirt on a really superficial level and even do things with other partners as long as it's like a one-off. Maybe mm -hmm. it's, it has to be a one-off right. or it has to be not an emotional attachment, that kind of thing. And so that's why I think we're trying to like pinpoint exactly what you're uncomfortable with given your own desire for freedom away from, you know, traditional monogamy in the first place, which maybe, by the way, and you're allowed to change your mind. Like you've been with him for two and a half years. Like maybe you don't want that anymore, in which case that's totally fine. And I don't think that abnormal. So if you did change your mind, I just wonder if the reason why you're as uncomfortable as you are is because you don't have your own interest like if you felt like you also had someone who you wanted to explore in that way right. if it would feel like fair is fair yeah I've thought about that I've thought oh but what if <laughs> I didn't meet someone <laughs> yeah. I want to be with this person I can't go back I can't be a hypocrite you know I have to be respectful of the boundary that I've drawn I'm in a position at this moment in, in my life where I'm I'm in a program um and next year I'm going to be doing a lot of traveling and my partner and I will be doing more long distance and I'll be in and out of the city. And, um, and I've thought about this, you know, like what if, what if at that point, you know, we decide that we want to be open only when I'm not in town. Um, but then I was just like, is that even a relationship anymore? I don't know. I just don't know what it, I would actually like to read Polysecure. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> a good gift. Yeah. She knew what she was doing. It yeah. is. I actually, I, on a day that I was really, really upset and sad and crying, I opened the book and I saw that 
they wrote a note to my partner saying like, it takes courage to, to, um, challenge mm. what you've been taught. And I was yeah. like, <laughs> crying, crying, crying. I um, says the I, person I who wants to hook up with your partner. <laughs> <laughs> so not to assert my own thoughts and feelings too much in this. If I were you, I think what would bother me is the feeling that they had been kind of, I don't want to say conspiring, but it does feel as though this hasn't necessarily been so innocent a crush that just sprouted really recently, like for this particular book to be dropped off at your house, you know, they've been in your apartment, you know, these people, you know, the person in question, like it, if like for me, if I put myself in your shoes, I would almost like without even really seriously considering this, I'd be like, so when did it start? And when did it become romantic? And like, when did you first hang out just the two of you? And like, How long did you wait before you mentioned it to me? And so like you really respected your boyfriend's honesty. And then you also, I think like a minute later, you were like, I don't know if he went about it right. Like he maybe should have told me at the onset. Mm. I. But he didn't. He didn't. Yeah. What are you about to say? No, I just feel like the cat is out of the bag on this. Mm. You can't put. I'm going to mix metaphors. You can't put the cat back in the bottle. (laughs) Can't put the genie back in the bag. Um, It's done. He already did this. The crime has been committed. Call it what you want. The the thing is, you're in a catch-22 here. There's only, to me, there's only one way for you to deal with this. And I I have a feeling you might disagree with me, but I'm just going to say it. You're screwed either way. Um, But I think there's one choice you can make, which will preserve you in the end the best. And that is to let him do whatever he wants. But let, let me preface that. He has already said to you he's developed a crush that he's probably been working on for even longer than he may have intimated. told you. So that's that's an issue. Secondly, well, it's if, only an issue if it really bothers her, which is like something she still needs to wrap her mind around. But sorry to interrupt. Right. Well, that's another discussion. But the other thing is, is he wants to do this really badly. And there was a precedent set, whether you, you know regret it or not, that you did say that this is something we're both open to when you start dating. <laughs> of course, when people start dating, they say a lot of things like, oh, we're going to go to the Galapagos Islands, you know, and then none of <laughs> yeah, that stuff Yeah, but also happens. to say there was a precedent set, it was more like an in-passing conversation that was okay. just an idea. This, it was I'm, not I'm, a law I'm that was written. speaking from okay. what he's thinking. Okay. Okay, okay. I'm him. Just let me be him, <laughs> okay. okay? I've had this crush. I'm, I'm your partner now. Sorry. It's going to get weird. <laughs> I've had this crush for a long time. I, I'm haunted by it. Clearly, like, I really want to consummate this crush. Like, I know what he's feeling right now. This has become a thing. It's become a discussion. He had the courage, I hate to use that word, to, to really put it out in front of you completely. He wants to do this. And he's not going to really be satisfied until it gets done. And the problem is, it's gotten to the point where if you don't let him do it, then that becomes a whole other issue in the relationship that might cause friction, might actually... Go on. (laughs) I don't need stink eye from you. (laughs) Go on. No, just finish. Sorry. That might become a problem unto itself that stews, that stews in a way that might be more insidious for the relationship than him consummating this crush in some way and then being like, you know what? Whatever. I did what I had to do. I feel good. I got out of my system and I want to come back home to you. The only thing you can do at this point is to say, I'm not thrilled about this at all. 
I may have said at the beginning that this was something we wanted to explore, but now I really like you. I feel really attached. I'm scared. I'm worried, blah, blah, blah. Speak all your feelings. But at the end, I think your only choice here is to say, do what you're going to do. Um, I'm not going to stop you. I just want you to know that, you know, I'm not super comfortable with it. And that's it. I don't think you have another choice personally. Oh, oh my God. I disagree. Yeah. But before we get there, if you were to take Andy's path, I mean, that is a ticket you can cash in later when that's you're That's what I'm saying. I didn't get to that part, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. which is the, the, the cherry on top, which is that you can bang everybody you want after that, <laughs> starting right now. Yeah, there very well might come a time, and it could be a month from now, it could be a year from now, where you're like, damn, I'm yeah. I'm upset I didn't you know, well, let well, that happen, or I'm really glad that I let well, that Well, that's happen. the thing. You're not Jesus on the cross. It's not like this is a total sacrifice. You're basically <laughs> opening the door to anything you want to do. So, so don't think that I'm just like, oh, you lost this. You have to get on your knees and submit. You're doing this for yourself too. I'm giving you this advice for you. For her future self. Yeah. You're going to be on another trip to Israel or Scandinavia or wherever you go to meet people. And uh, you're going to, you're going to be very thankful I gave you this advice. Okay, so the main reason I disagree is just your innate discomfort. Like, I think a lot of this, you know, like I said, it was this idea in this cloud, like a speech bubble or a thought bubble above you. You entered the relationship with that, but that was not a concrete thing. This was not a law in your relationship. And a lot of, like, you're so young, a lot of this is discovering exactly what you're okay with. And that could be that it's just someone that, like I said, they have no emotional attachment to. It could be a one-off. It could be you have to be in the room watching. It could be you can explore other things physically only like at a sex club where you're present and you feel involved in some way. Like I know many couples that manage to open the relationship in a way where they still feel like they're number one. And that's sort of what I'm getting from you is that you feel like it feels a little icky. Like it wasn't, exa it didn't play out the way you had in your mind. And you can stop me if you think I'm wrong. No, I, I think it's the feeling that I felt was I didn't consent to you even starting the process of having a yeah. crush on someone. Yeah. Like we, and I, I agree with that too. Yeah. That's and, why I said the cat's out of the bag. Well, the cat's out of the bag in that now she has this information which teaches her what exactly her boundaries are and what, she, you know, this is valuable information. You guys could have had a conversation about this a year ago, but you're not going to know your reaction to it without feeling it the way you are now. Personally, if again, if I were in your shoes, the fact that it's a coworker who he's seeing on the regular, it's it's not this like you know, one and done, like in passing kind of thing, the fact that they would continue to engage with each other like that, I have to admit, would bother me more than if it were someone like a friend of a friend who was in town for a weekend. It could work in her favor, though. You see that person every day. Once you start getting annoyed with them, it's even worse. <laughs> it's such a you perspective on yeah. that. It's two sides of the coin. I'm not encouraging you to be a hypocrite. It's more that you're the one who's more uncomfortable with this. And therefore, you're the one that I think might have to lay down the law a bit. And if you do end up meeting someone in six months and you can broach, broach it again, I guarantee your boyfriend will be like, OK, I just feel like he, it sounds like he's a little more easygoing about this. Am I right about that? Like so he's sure he's that. willing to give what he wants to take. He's an extremely easygoing person. Oh, OK, <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah. I just I. 
can never give the advice to do something that you just don't feel 100% comfortable with, yep. but, even if your future self will thank you. But she, if she's going to feel so guilty no, if she, she tells him not to do this no, and then she goes on some no, no, trip no, no, and no, no. hooks up with Why somebody. the hell should she feel guilty? They are in a monogamous relationship. Right. They clearly had a different perspective on the idea in the thought bubble. Okay. In this case... She should feel no guilt. What she's learned is that she would have wanted to know from the onset. Maybe she wouldn't want it to be someone who's in their social circle, their work circle. I just don't think guilt is, is in this uh, so, equation. So if I'm the guy and I had this big crush, granted, I committed a bit of a crime here. I was a little foul. Mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not denying that. And I heard her tell me, you're not allowed to do this thing that you really want to do. And then she goes off in the future and does something with some other guy or girl or whatever I'm going to feel really slighted. Okay. I'm going to be very pissed but off. But you're assuming that she would go about it in the same way that the boyfriend did, which I don't think she would. She would be like, I find this person interesting. I'm, you know, I think I may start flirting with them. Okay. Is that okay with you? But that's so annoying to me. It's yeah, not like we're going through this again. Like what, what happened to I'm, I'm chopped liver? Like now it's your thing, but my thing doesn't count? Yeah, but I think the person who's more uncomfortable should take precedence here. Okay. I just don't think that she should ever agree to something she's not 100% on board with. The fact that she's calling into a podcast true. is a sign. You've thought about this for the last month. I think that you can still be very open. Like you clearly l- like the idea. You're just not, it doesn't feel good yet. And I just think it's about finding the exact right circumstances. And that's a matter of like trial and error and discovering that with someone you really trust. And if you're not able to find that with him, then that's a sign unto itself. She's dating a tiger and she's going to have to ask the tiger to become a vegetarian. That's what's happening here. No, but not necessarily because, no, that's, no, I couldn't disagree more because you're making it sound like it's all or nothing. She could be like, actually, I don't want you to explore things with them, the coworker, but if it's someone that you just meet in passing, that's different. Like it doesn't have, I think opening up your relationship is not one size fits all. It could be a very specific scenario that she's okay with. Like, I really feel that you're focusing. I mean, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but like for me, I'm focusing, if I put myself in her shoes, on the feeling of betrayal, on the feeling of it being someone really in his life, someone who's been in their apartment, who dropped off a book about this. It just feels a little too close to home and a little too long term. Maybe she'll discover that if it weren't those, you know, it didn't have those parameters that it would actually be totally fine. Mm -hmm. I don't disagree with what you're saying. She's right in that sense. I just think I'm looking at this from a game theory. I hate to break it down to that, but there's like a (laughs) quadrant here. There's four quadrants. And I believe that you lose in most of the quadrants, except the one where you just let him do what he wants to do with a heavy heart that he is yet you communicate to him. Mm. I think that's the only one there where you win win. Okay. I, you may lose there too, but if you lose there, this was never meant to be. Oh, uh, the fact that he could even tell her about this makes her more open-minded than so 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 many people. He's already in a, a, an exceptional relationship that is evolved he, and like he has a partner who yeah, is even more she is. Over. He told her because he knew she would be able yeah, to handle it. Yeah. And she's not saying she's not like whipping him into shape and saying bad boy, you did this wrong. It's more like what I learned about myself and my boundaries is X. And so maybe if you, you know, did Y instead, then we could come to a different conclusion. 
conclusion. Okay. It doesn't have to be framed in this like you have handcuffs on now and you're, you've been bad and you're never allowed to do this. I, I know, but he's going to see it that way. I know, guys. <laughs> you're in a contrarian mood today. I, I was the first one to say this. I can't be contrarian. You're contrarian. Okay. Like, I can't contrarian nothing. You never gave an opinion before I gave mine. <laughs> okay, Rosemary, what are your thoughts hearing us go back and forth, disagreeing hard? I'm laughing uh, because this is the exact dialogue that I heard inside of my head uh, for days. <laughs> you know, I think there's like, there are so many different ways of looking at it and and it does feel very polarizing. You know, there's on the one side, I'm, you know, if I'm not comfortable, then I'm not comfortable. And then on the other, right. I'm like, well, who might, you know, if there was somebody that I had on, on the side, you know, right. would be. But, you know, I also think that ultimately, like, we're not ready yet for that. But then, you know, I've been actually thinking a lot about polyamory since, or not necessarily polyamory, because I think that entails, like, falling in love with multiple people, which is something that I, I actually, like, don't know how to do and I don't really know how to wrap my head around. Um, but, like, opening up a relationship in a more um, physical way, I feel might be more my style. Um mm-hmm. But I've been thinking about that and I think a lot of I've heard a lot of people refer to polyamory or, or this this way of thinking as like another sexual orientation. You know, some people are just meant to, you know, not very instinctually, they they're drawn to multiple partners. And I've been interested in that idea and thinking that maybe my partner is one of like is that is a part of his sexual orientation Mm -hmm. potentially because this is kind of like throwing something else in there but he is a past of cheating um this was not discussed why did you (laughs) did you wait why this is strengthening my answer (laughs) oh i thought you were a good one my answer is looking real good right now yeah (laughs) i'm making it about me winning That is information that I feel you should have shared at the beginning of this call. (laughs) Okay, so uh, how did how did you learn that he has a history of cheating? I've known from the get go, which just makes me sound like an absolute idiot, which is another reason why I don't like sharing it. Um, Mm. But I've known from the get go and, you know, since the relationships where he's cheated and, and also there's been mutual cheating, you know, it's just he's he's I know that he has changed so much, but I'm realizing now that maybe he is just a person that needs to be intimate with multiple people. And that's like probably where the cheating stemmed from. Also from a lot of other things that are maybe too much information in a, an hour long conversation. But I, mm-hmm. I would, you know, there's just like a lot that he needed to deal with and learn about himself. And he did through a lot of therapy and I feel we, it has made us stronger, but also, you know, It's coming up now because I'm like, oh, do you, you're, it feels like he's trying to cheat in a healthy way now, (laughs) but he's just trying to do the same thing that he has done in the past, right? It's like Hmm. being intimate with other people. As, as much as I think it's crucial information that he's cheated in the past, I don't know if it's fair to say that he's trying, like, I think what he's trying to do is, you know, cheating is cheating 
based on the parameters of that relationship. Like you've deemed your relation. No, I don't mean you, but like his past relationship. I'm not saying it's he's right in any way. All I'm saying is that if they agreed it was monogamous, they're not allowed to do anything with anyone else, then it's cheating. It's just fascinating how if you have slightly different rules and suddenly he's doing something well within the confines of that relationship. So I'm, I'm not going easy on him. I almost though I'm like... He's trying to, you're right, he's trying to find a way to make this work while still being true to you. And it, you do have to respect the honesty because it does show that he's making that effort. But I still don't think that that is a case for you to do something that doesn't feel right. That said, another thought I had while you were talking about this last part was the idea that it will be uncomfortable to explore what you want to explore at some point. You know what I mean? Like sort of like, I remember the first time, you know, the first time you have sex is almost like it's sort of like uh, it's not like it's a natural thing. You know, sometimes redefining what what you what is your dynamic will take some growing pains that just saying yes to something that you're like, I think I'm okay with this. But like, it's never going to feel like, oh, yeah, this is 100 percent natural. But you might discover by ripping off that bandaid that it actually is a huge turn on for you. And you're so glad you did it. I'm not encouraging you to do something you're not comfortable with at all. All I'm saying is that if you're waiting for 100% comfort, it may never come. It never gets, sorry for another analogy, but it never gets easier to jump off a really high diving board for the first time. It only gets easier after you've jumped off. And I hate to say it, but if you think you're going to wait this out and one day you're going to wake up and be like, I want my boyfriend to fuck other people. (laughs) It's not going to (laughs) happen ever. (laughs) I thought you were going somewhere else with that, but that's just where it ended. That's it. That's it. Well, it'll be a lot more comfortable if she finds someone she wants to do it with. Yeah. That's what's missing Which from this. will be helped out by her letting him explore what he's looking for. I, I, I mean, I maintain my advice. I, like I said, I don't think you're going to come to some like definitive answer here. This is definitely one of those like more so a conversation than a hard advice thing, especially since we disagree so hard on this. I think you have to really have a talk with yourself about your relationship with jealousy and how comfortable you are with that and how much trust you have in your boyfriend. If your trust with your boyfriend is at a 10 both ways then you can explore your relationship with jealousy. If your trust level is much lower than that, jealousy is going to be jealousy and nothing else. It's Mm. not going to be fun. It's not going to be exciting. It's going to be upsetting. I completely agree with that. Finally. (laughs) I mean, depending on how comfortable you are with it, you could agree to this. And based on how it plays out, you know, maybe it is a one-off. They just do something once and you... Maybe you want to know about it. Maybe you want to be involved. Like that's up to you to decide. But how he behaves or performs in this scenario will give you so much information. But I really think that that's a big, big gamble. It's a big gamble. What are the odds that if she says no, he doesn't cheat on her in the next year? No, you can't threaten that. That's just him showing who he is. This is just life. I don't think... I don't agree with that. Uh, I agree with that. that. No, I'm that's a man. like I know that that's going to happen. No, it's not. That's okay. such an extreme leap. No, he's trying to do it right. He's he's making the. He's effort. trying to do it right because he wants to have that satisfaction of doing it right. But if he doesn't get the opportunity to do it right, I think there's a good chance he's going to do it wrong. Mm. I don't think he will 
cheat on me. Um, I think if anything, he will express again at some point that he's feeling this urge and that it's getting stronger or, you know, I really feel like he's past that. He expressed to me when we were having the initial conversation that like, I'm ultimately the most important thing in his life. Mm. So he does not want to lose me. And he feels it's a lot, but I am not, he's not going to, yeah, sacrifice that for being intimate with people. But I also understand that, that it's like, you know, after several conversations about this, it's clear that this is something that he feels at the core of his being. It's like he, he feels an urge to be with people other than me often and he can't help it. Mm-hmm. So as much as, yes, it's nice to hear that I'm important to him. It's like, okay, well, there's also obviously always something else on, on your mind too. And anyways, I think it's actually helpful to hear these two differing opinions and like, you know, I'll carry them with me in, in the future um, as I try to figure out what's next for me and for us. You know, I feel like this information is was so, it exposed something that I need to figure out if it's if it's right for me, you know, like, I don't even know if I'm a, if I would consider myself inherently polyamorous or if I'm inherently monogamous. And this is just the beginning of a conversation, but I do feel like we don't talk about this a lot. Like, Mm -hmm. no, in this country, it's like you're monogamous or else you're like, you're weird if you're not. Yeah. In other countries, it's like, Oh, I had a great time with this woman. (laughs) What? Oh, don't do that again. In this country, like the idea of of even like in a consensual way, like exploring things as of your relationship, even if it's consensual, is is frowned upon for yeah. some reason as though it's oh your relationship's therefore fucked up or something, which I could not disagree Mon- with. Monogamy more. is is considered in this country it's like code, and yeah. people in this country are just like oh my god, you know, someone else is in the picture. That's insanity. Yeah, it it drives me nuts. My closing thoughts for you, Rosemary, are. You can rewrite your rules, your laws in this relationship, and you guys can rewrite them now and in six months and in a year and whatever. And that's what's so fun about about a relationship is like you can right now be like, okay, I'm not comfortable with it yet, but let's revisit it in six months. Or maybe I need to get out of this apartment and like be on my trip where I'm able to meet other people like away from you. Sometimes what you need is a little distance to be able to see other people in that way. And I'm sure he'd be okay with it. It sounds like he'd be fine with it, with the idea of like you needing to want to do it too, for it to be okay for you to let him do it, which I think is fair. It's all about compromise. Sorry to interrupt you, but it's all about compromise. And like, I understand that you, he has this desire, this need, you you feel it's almost like his sexuality. It's like, this is something he needs to do. And in which case he needs to compromise a bit on maybe time, timing, time, circumstances, and maybe just logistics for you to meet him somewhere in the middle. No, I mean, I I don't totally disagree with what Charlene's saying. I, (laughs) I see her side of it completely. I'm just looking at it in a little more of a cold fashion. Just the, to me, the truth is here is that you have a certain type of animal you're dealing with. And I don't believe that animal is going to change. And you have to kind of work around that a little bit. And that's not to say that you can, you could take Charlie's advice. That's fine. I just think if, if, if I was you, I would make it extremely clear that I'm not happy about this, but I would, I would allow it to go forward. And I would ask for the guarantee. There's no guarantees in love. Obviously it's all is fair, right? But I would say, am I number one? Are you going to leave me for this person or the next person? 
Because I know I'm not going to leave you for the next person. And if you can get an answer from him on that, I think that might give you some peace of mind and you might be able to sit with that jealousy with a little more ease. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm actually really glad to to see that you had differing opinions. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I really, I, I really appreciate it. And it's true. You know, I think I will have to reevaluate and continue to reevaluate as time passes. So I feel good about this. And I'm excited to read Polysecure. <laughs> <laughs> For what it's worth, I think you have a very exciting decade in front of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you're gonna have I have no doubt you're going to be good. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have a good time. One way or another. You're going to have so much more fun than people who are just like in absolute, you There's know, black no and doubt. white monogamous relationships. Yeah. All right, Rosemary, thank you so much for calling in and... Sorry for not giving you a hard answer, but I think you knew that probably wasn't going to happen. I mean, I thought <laughs> I did. gave her a hard answer. <laughs> you, I mean, you did give a hard answer. And yeah, keep us posted and have a great night. Thank you yeah, for calling thank you. in. Good thank luck. you for taking the time to talk. Okay, bye, Rosemary. So I just want to say, I don't want to toot our own horn, because it's really not our horn to toot. It's Cozy Earth's horn to toot. But our shandies have come with so many comments about how much they love they're cozy earth sheets. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's insane. Yeah. I actually feel like I should get some extra credit for this. <laughs> yeah. You almost feel proud. It's like, and I told you so, even though they're already saying yeah. you told me so. They said you're being paid to tell them so. <laughs> but but still, I feel like a bonus is in order here. Mm -hmm. And just a reminder that cozy earth sheets are made from viscose from bamboo, making them super, super soft, like insanely soft. Insanely. Like, I don't know how to describe the texture of them because they're both silky, but also kind of velvety at the same time. It's like if air had a texture and breathable. No sweating. I do not sweat in my sleep. Mm -hmm. That's new. Historically, not to mm. get gross, but when we have had cotton sheets in the past, your side of the bed would always get really stained. Mm. <laughs> A little too much information, but, but I agree. And it really doesn't happen with cozy earth because you it's more breathable. Like you're staying cool throughout the night, even though you're still warm at the same time. Well, I'm one of those people. Like I never was a sheet person. I was just like, just put something on top of me. Yeah. I don't care. As long as it's covering me, protecting me from the monsters at night. But I have become a sheet person. Yeah. I really now respect sheet. Mm -hmm. When I went to the hotel, I was like, oh, let's see these sheets. Oh, let's yeah. Let's see what we got here. No, and then it kind of spoils you in a way. It's In a way, it's not always a good thing because when you're on the road, you're like, I miss my good sheets. I Nothing miss my lives up to Cozy Earth. Earth. Right? Nothing lives up to it. And not only are they so soft and nice, but they're also unbelievably durable. They have a 10-year warranty, which I think shows confidence in your product. No pilling, no tearing. We put I tear them sheets. Yeah. I tear sheets. Andy has torn a sheet. I don't know how I do it, but I tear sheets all the time. Yeah, these are super durable yet so soft. I can't tear them. And they offer a 100-night sleep trial if you are not satisfied after 100 nights of sleeping in these sheets money back that's insane a 10-year warranty and a 100 night sleep trial they're like, crazy what more do you need for me when a company is that confident in their product i want a taste of that so we have a very exciting holiday offer for our shandies right now you can save 40 percent on cozy earth but hurry this holiday offer ends soon go to cozyearth.com shandy and enter code shandy at checkout to save 40 percent that's cozyearth.com shandy s-h-a-n-d-y cozyearth.com shandy well andy we're nearing that time of year where it's time for new beginnings some New Year's resolutions. And I really think that can be applied to one's skincare regimen. 
Like, I don't think great skin just happens. I think that it's something you work at. And that's why I'm such a big fan of apostrophe because they connect you with licensed dermatologists who can help you decipher what's going on with your skin and whether or not you could use a prescription. At the touch of your fingertips. And all you have to do is fill out an online consultation about your skin goals and medical history. Yes, it's super easy. You take a bunch of selfies and you say what your concerns are and a real licensed dermatologist will review your information and then if they feel you need something, they will prescribe you something. And that includes not only topical, but also oral medication. And we just have to talk about how unbelievably accessible that is in a world where you would normally have to book an appointment with a dermatologist and then pay for that visit, which would get very expensive, and then go to the pharmacy to pick that up. Apostrophe makes it so easy. It streamlines that entire experience. And if acne is your concern, it's not just in the face. They have treatments for the back, the chest, and the butt. So we have a very special deal for our audience, the Shandies. Get your first visit with an apostrophe provider for only $5 when you go to apostrophe.com slash Shandy and enter promo code Shandy. That is a savings of $15 and this offer is only available to our listeners. To get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash Shandy and click get started. And use our code Shandy at sign up and you'll get your first visit for only $5. And we thank Apostrophe for sponsoring the podcast. Oh boy. I have a feeling this one's going to be very polarizing. Oh, yeah. Most people are going to disagree with me, but everyone's going to disagree with you. Because we have mostly female listeners. I'm well, telling you. Well, we have mostly American, American listeners, and in America, monogamy is king. You know, it's what. And here's the thing I'm not actually coming at it from that angle. I don't think monogamy is the only way to do a relationship. And I actually no. think when people have open relationships, they can be oftentimes way more healthy than monogamous relationships that just aren't healthy. You know, no. just because you're monogamous does not make your only relationship. Only if there's good. a balance, though. You can't have one person who's all into monogamy and one person who's all into polyamory. Well, yeah, but so what I find interesting is that, like, she's not not open to it. Right. She's just still trying to find the, you know, the Cinderella slipper that fits I, I just agree. right. And I'm not, I'm not saying that whatever she said in the first month of this relationship is is gold. Yeah. I'm just saying that I think she bit off a little more than she could chew early on, mm-hmm. and that's all. Not her fault. It just is what it is. I, I don't. Okay, I don't know if she did. Sorry, Uh, (laughs) sorry to disagree again. I don't know if she did because she's entertaining this. She's wrapping her mind around it like she's this is uncharted territory for her. Like I said, there are a lot of people, especially 26 year olds who would be like, you looked at someone else like let alone like they dropped off a book called Polly Secure at her apartment. She's open-minded. She did not advertise incorrectly. It's just now that she's faced with it, she's like, oh, maybe I need a couple things tweaked. I, I agree. I okay. think that I, I, I've been in these positions before in many things in life. I yeah. remember I was a huge boxing fan. I loved boxing. I was like, I'm going to box. Yeah. And I imagine like, all it's going to take is like, I, I'm an athletic guy. Yeah. You know, I could just train for like a couple years, get a couple amateur fights and go pro. Mm-hmm. I was just like, in my mind, I really thought this. <laughs> And then I remember the first time I sparred, like real sparring in yeah. a gym. And I was like, holy mother of God, this is a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, terrifying. Like it is just the most horrible thing that you can go through without dying, at least in my experience. And I was like, wow, things looked so much more easy and sort of compartmentalizable <laughs> from yes, the outside. totally. And suddenly when you're presented with it, 
You're like, well, I'm not so sure about this. Mm -hmm. And you have to reconsider. And I think she finally got a real life presentation of what this looks like. Not even really what it looks like, what it could look like. Yeah. And she's just like, Whoa. she saw the model home. Yeah, she got hit in the gut. <laughs> yeah, Another, I'm keeping, I'm mixing all the analogies, yeah, 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 yeah. metaphors, everything. Yeah. But I, I totally feel for her. I know everyone knows what she feels. Mm -hmm. And the only reason I'm giving that advice was I think personally, and I know what's going on on mostly inside this guy's head because uh -huh. I'm a guy. I think it's a win-win in the end. If she it's lets short term, it. it'll be hard, uh -huh. but it's one of those things. Like we talk about, you know, pulling off the bandaid, jumping off the diving board, getting in the box mm -hmm. ring. It's one of those things that I think if you do it now and you let it happen, mm -hmm. or maybe it doesn't yeah, well, happen, I maybe actually, it doesn't happen. Oh, Imagine that. Yeah. Once he's, the door is open, he's like, man, I don't want to go outside. I don't want, now it's not cool anymore. Mm. It's not forbidden. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. He seems pretty committed, but <laughs> I'm just saying it's possible. But I think she wins both ways. Yeah. And she goes with a clear head. And next time she travels, it's just a it's fuck fest. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, I think she can get her fuck fest either way, but on her terms when she feels ready. And that could be in two years. Okay. You know what I mean? And I don't disagree with you. Yeah. But look, I do. I think there's a chance that if she were to take your advice, that he would just like love her even more. He would. It would strengthen their relationship. That's actually totally true. And I know that a lot of people might hear me say that and be like, what? Yeah. No, you're giving him permission to cheat. He's, you know, like there's, there's many directions you can go in, which make this guy really evil yeah. and deceptive. But actually I think it's more likely than not that this would ultimately strengthen the relationship, but it is a gamble. I, it's a gamble because this person's in their life. I think it's also a gamble not to do it. It's also a gamble, a gamble to less, say no. Less of a gamble. No, no, no. Okay. It's sort of like, a, you know, you're going to learn to ski on the kitty slope. What is that called? The bunny, the bunny, bunny hill. Bunny hill. Yeah, nice. <laughs> the kitty slope. <laughs> it's also uh, a kitty slope. Yeah, you're not going to learn to ski on a double black diamond. In this case, this person is a little too close to home. I, I understand why she's uncomfortable with it, just based on sure. how much is unknown. Yeah. I think that they could you know, go, go to a bar and like kind of, you know, she could be present for it. Or maybe she doesn't want to know. Maybe that's what she learns she no. wants. It's all about finding I, her correct I, bunny hill. I appreciate this bunny hill analogy because I think it's totally accurate. I do think that they're going from, you know, level one to eight mm -hmm. out of the game. Yes. I think they should start small. I agree with that. That's why I made the cat out of the bag analogy because... It's done. Yeah. This has been done. Whether it's physically consummated or not, it's been mentally consummated, mm -hmm. which in my opinion, despite what all of America thinks, is far more damaging and dangerous and jealousy inducing than the physical. Mm. I've had many physicals where the next day I don't I That's I why I don't move down my life. That's why I do very think, rarely emotional. That's why I think this is a double black. Because yeah. he's had a crush on this person. For months, they work together. This is advanced level opening up your relationship. I don't know many people that could handle this. This can't be the first time they do this. They should do it with someone who's just passing through, who they don't I, know. I agree, but it's already done. It's what's done is done. This is happening. It's you know, it's like it's, it's like not it's happening. like you she warned your friend. You said you never skied before. 
you should not go on a double black diamond. I've skied. It's no good. Don't do it. He's like, I want to do the black diamond. I'm good. Like, okay, go do the black diamond. And then boom, he ends up in the hospital. Wait, so you're telling them to do the double black diamond though? I'm saying maybe he'll get, maybe he'll learn his lesson that that was too fast, too much, too soon. No, what's unfortunate is the person who's going to learn that lesson is her. She's going to learn this lesson no matter what. He's going to, she's going to, she's going to tell him you're not allowed to do this. Mm-hmm. How do you think, is that going to play out really well? Is that going to work? Is it going to be happily ever after? The reason I have an issue with your wording is that you're making it the be all and end all. What she's saying is no to this double black diamond. She's not saying no to a blue square or a green circle (laughs) or the bunny hill. She's not saying no to the entire kit and caboodle. She's saying no to that run. He's not asking for the bunny run. He is, has already bought a ticket for the double black diamond. It's the only slope he paid for. He has to ski down that no. right now. Oh or he's God. not skiing. He's not skiing. Maybe he'll ski next no, season. No, see, that's where I disagree with you because this guy has many crushes. Remember, he said, he's like, I have big crushes all the time. Big old crushes. This, this, this person dropped a book off for them. This is a serious crush. This is bigger than the other one. Yeah, ones. that's why it's double black and she shouldn't do it. Okay, I don't totally disagree with you if he's open to it. I'm poking a lot of holes in your argument. I don't know about that. I mean, you're poking one hole, and the hole is is that maybe they should start small. Yes. But it's it but I feel like it's too late for that. I feel like he's already presented this is the thing I want. Why is it too late for it if this is the first time they're even broaching it? It's in no way too late for it. There's a lot to be discovered now. This is the exciting part. It's not suddenly like do or die. All I'm saying is that this, if she tells him, go do your thing, I'm not happy about it. Can I trust you? The whole thing. Uh-huh. You know, there's caveats there. I'm not a cold-blooded animal. <laughs> okay. If she lets him do this thing, she's taking a shortcut to the place where this relationship is going to get to one day. Mm. Whether it's three weeks from now, six months from now, five years from now, he's going to cheat. He's going to have a relationship with someone else. He's going to be a bunny slope, double diamond, single diamond. It's going to be some kind of slope. It's going to happen. So why not cut to the chase and get it over with quicker and not waste more time? Okay. So your perspective on this is that he's going to end up doing this anyway. And the more she locks down on what he's allowed or not allowed to do, the more likely he is to sort of rebel and act out and possibly cheat on her anyway. So at least what you're saying is that she has some control over the situation. Yes. But I still think, though, that there is a gray area to to be explored here, which is, you know, a bunny hill is not not skiing. I'm not disagreeing with you about the bunny hill stuff. Yeah. All I'm saying is that you're delaying what I believe to be the inevitable here Mm. in this relationship, the dynamic. And, And believe me, Whenever we have a caller, if I'm ever biased, I'm biased towards protecting the caller. Mm -hmm. And I am biased towards protecting her. Mm -hmm. I feel protective of Rosemary. Yeah. I really do. And I think this advice, as much as a lot of people will come at me, and I know they will, Uh because I'm the only guy in the room, (laughs) they're going to come at me and they're going to say, you're a dick, you're wrong, I agree with Charlene, team Charlene, (laughs) hashtag Andy's a dick, the whole thing. I know it's coming. I'm trying to protect her. Mm -hmm. And the advice I'm giving is tailored to get to the quickest and most amenable ending for her in Mm. my mind. Okay. I guess I see your point in that, you know, we always say like you want the information. I guess in this case, 
this would be a shortcut to seeing if he could live up to his promise, you mm-hmm. know, like that he isn't, it isn't going to spawn into a full blown emotional affair on the side and all that stuff. Yep. Is he able to compartmentalize it to being just this physical thing he explores with someone that he knows on an emotional right. level? So I see what you're saying. And I will close with one last analogy. Okay. Let's say you make a bet with somebody and the bet is whoever loses gets punched in the face. <laughs> Like really hard. Okay. But the punch can come anytime in the next year uh-huh. and you never know. Yeah. And you hang out with this person all the time. They're always walking next to you and you're like, uh. you know, they make a sudden move. You're like, uh-huh. you never know. Yeah. When do you want to get punched in the face? Never. That's not the right answer. <laughs> you lost the bet. You've well done other bets with me. Now wait, that's your stuff. Wait, so are there- you've got to get punched in the face. Okay. You want to get punched in the face when you know it's coming. You want to get punched in the face the second you lose the bet. You lose the bet. Give it to me. Oh, so you're not. Done. Oh, so you're not spending time dreading. Why it. would you want to think about that punch in the face for the next year and not ever know when it's coming? Yeah, but what if the punch in the face? <laughs> I oh, swear dear. we'll drop it. What if the punch in the face could be instead like a soft like slap on the cheek that you are told about is going to happen? Like you're told, like okay, oh, so you're changing the bet. No, but. What I'm saying is that you're still talking about it like it has to be a double black diamond. It doesn't. It can be a bunny hill. You know what? I I think that I took this down to a granular level where you can no longer split it. We're okay. down to the atomic <laughs> level. And you're trying to split my punch in the face okay, analogy. Okay. I'm not going to let it happen. Okay. All I'm saying is that Rosemary's happiness quotient will be higher in one year if she takes my advice. <laughs> Okay, we'll leave it at that. (laughs) If you enjoyed what you heard today, you know what we will ask of you, and that is to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, follow us on Instagram and TikTok, leave us Apple and Spotify podcast ratings and reviews, and generally do all of the things that you would do to support a podcast you enjoy. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on Dear Shandy. Bye-bye.